to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, share, and like. And also, you can follow the Joseph McGuire on Twitter and or at Clovercrest Media at Podcaster Joe, the president of Clovercrest Media, I should say. As I, as I always say, nobody circles the band like the president, Joseph McGuire. Oh oh, there he goes. That's already miserable. Ted is not in a good bad. mood today. It's Ted's already, Ted, we haven't even hit one minute, and Ted's already <laughs> But we're going to talk about a lot of complaining because oh, the yeah, White Sox, yes, have the best record or one of the best records in baseball, but Tony LaRusso and these, here we go again, guys, the unwritten rules in baseball having issues. We'll talk all about that. This is a baseball show. I know the basketball playoffs, the playing games have been played so far have been the blow the blowouts have been in the eastern conference the western conference had a great game steph and lebron showing why they are the two best players in the world and then we get to see can steph make the playoffs tonight his season comes on the line against the grizzlies and we'll talk later on in later in the show or not i should say next week basketball the knickerbockers joe the new york knicks are in the playoffs i know i'm about yeah it. i'm gonna i'm gonna start watching uh the nba for the first time since the early 2000s i'm very excited for it i I've, I've been i've been paying attention the last couple weeks but only to the knicks just to see how it was going to shake out but now that it's for real um i'm gonna have to deep dive i might i might even watch the NBA playoffs this year, which I haven't done honestly in like ten years. Maybe I like him. Oh, don't worry, I'm writing some stuff down. You know, like, well, since we've been talking about watching stuff, it's been a very eventful week for the MLB. There was some good. There's been great pitching. There was a scary moment. Kevin Pillar got drilled. I mean, did anybody see that? Uh, that's I think it was Monday. Kevin Pillar, thank God he's all right. Took a really vicious baseball to the face. Thank God he's all right. And then, like I said, Shohei Otani. We've been wanting to talk about him because is he the most exciting player in baseball now that his teammate and Joe's one of his favorite players, Joe, right? Mike Trout is now out again six to eight weeks with another big injury. But let's start off with currently what's dominating baseball. It's not the hitting guys. We've talked about last year when there was the juiced balls, home runs left and right. Well, this year it's kind of the complete opposite. We're already 40 games in, only 40 games in, and we already have six no-hitters. It's incredible how the pitching has been dominating so far. And, Ted, you were telling me also that the the um, averages around the league are at an all-time low right now. So I that think, is – I think the – I think it's like we're – there's somewhere in the top four, like, worst averages. I believe the league average right now was 238. That was Monday when I was listening to the K show. Michael K. Show that league average is like two two thirty eight. The Mariners, as a team right now, are batting one ninety nine. They've already been no hit twice this season. Um, so, so yeah, so this is no hitters, seven no hitters is the record uh, yes. for one season, and we've only played you know give or take forty one to forty three games, give or take between you know teams and whatnot. But uh, so here's some stats. Here's some stats. It's right very now. interesting. What do you got for me, homie? 
All right. Well, shut, shut it first. All right. So the league batting average was at 236 heading into Wednesday. And then you have to also say there's a couple teams, only seven teams right now that are hitting above 250 and 12 teams hitting at least 240 right now. So the record is seven and we're only 40 games in currently. And we already have six. I'm going to start with Ted. Has the pitching dominance helped or hurt the MLB? Uh, for the average fan, it stinks because we we don't like soccer in this country, which means we want we don't want to see one nothing games. We want to see eleven and nine. We want to see what we saw in London. What was that two years ago? Yankees Red Sox. What was it like fifteen thirteen? As much yes. as like I remember Joe coming on the show and was like, "That's awful. That's not what." <laughs> and and was, I understand what he's saying because that's not really what baseball is. Baseball's three to one. You know, five three, five three, whatever you want to say. Not, not you know, two touchdowns or three touchdowns. You know what I mean? That's if you're scoring more runs in a baseball game than you are in a football game, we got a problem here. Um, that was Juice Paul's. But I, I go back to when I was a kid during the '90s, and you know, true American baseball fans, old timers, classics, love true baseball. They don't believe in steroids, but then they shouldn't watch WWE wrestling because then they should watch me and Joe or me and Trevor wrestle. People don't pay to watch, you know, regular people wrestle. They pay to watch Hulk Hogan, guys with 22-inch pythons. We pay to watch Mark McGuire hit 500-foot home runs. I mean, you sent me that video of Sammy Sosa hitting the home run derbies in Milwaukee, and there's 56, 60,000 people on their feet. You don't see that in a regular baseball game. And that's only one guy hitting baseballs. But people want to see that. Now, you'll say it's bad for baseball. I'll say it's good for baseball because the point of what I'm trying to make is the average fan – what is not going to tune into baseball on a daily basis. But if you were like, oh my God, Yankee guys are hitting 500 foot home runs, home ba- games are 10, you know, 10 to nine high scoring games. That's exciting. Exciting for the regular fan. Now you, me and Joe are probably going to watch baseball. And it doesn't matter if it's one, nothing or 10 to nothing. It's, but I'll put it this way. Your question was, is it good for baseball? It's not good for baseball. People want to see action. People want to see hits. The problem is baseball has changed the whole philosophy of what baseball is supposed to be sack flies bunts you know like when dad plays softball guy got on first guy would shoot the ball to right field you go first to third now you'd have runners on the corners then you would maybe bunt or squeeze or hit and run you get action now it's we don't care if you go 0 for 4 and strike out all four times if that fifth at bat you hit a home run because that's what we pay you for we pay you to hit home runs and and flight of the balls and then pitchers are also throwing much harder than the ever i would to sum this all up it's not good for baseball it's not good for the average fan even though a no hitter is still exciting i just think too much has, it, has it lost its value the no hitter because now I mean, we already had six of them and we're only 40 games in it feels like we just had back-to-back days uh spencer turnbull turnbull and um Coley kluber going back-to-back days with a no hitter yeah, so couple things. Number one, Hulk Hogan had 24-inch pythons. Yeah, get, it right. straight. get it right, Ted. Number two, at what point do we start talking about Mike Trout as being as injury-prone as Aaron Judge? Because I don't understand why we don't get to ever have that conversation because he's out as much as Aaron Judge is from what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, third, one of the first things I looked at this year to last year, there was a pitcher in 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 particular who I thought was – adversely affected by the juiced baseballs. That's Jay Happ. I thought in a, in a year where he's in Minnesota, he seems to be in a better place. Uh, they're not using juiced balls. 
he's throwing to a 535 ERA in seven starts. So out the window goes that theory. But you just mentioned Spencer Turnbull, John Means. Look at some of the guys who have thrown the no-hitters. I got Joe it right Pugh. here. Oh, Carlos, Carlos, one, Carlos Rendon, John Means, Wade Miley, Spencer Turnbull, and Corey Kluber. Now, wait, the only actual pitcher that's been an efficient Cy Young high caliber was Corey Kluber. All the Correct. other guys. No, we do see this, though. And you go back to years with no hitters. There's always one or two guys that, like, you never hear of. Very real. I mean, yeah, well, of course, you get the Randy Johnsons. You get the Mark Burleys. But, like, Garrett Cole probably never even come close to pitching a no hitter. And, he, and and DeGrom, I mean, he'll get seven, but like, actually, I mean, that's maybe a dumb statement, but you know what I mean. He, as good as he is, right? And and we've talked about best pitcher in baseball, right? A guy out of nowhere who comes up and pitches five starts and won't pitch ever again will probably throw a no hitter. And Cole pitch, you know, have two hundred and something wins in his career, have three thousand strikeouts, and will never have a no hitter. When. When Roy Halladay uh, left the American League and went to the National League in 2010, I made a bet with a bunch of dudes on my softball team. And to their credit, they all paid up. I made some outrageous projections. I said he would win 24 games. I said his ERA would be under two when he'd have 10 complete games. I think he hit all those marks, but I also took it a step further. And I predicted not one no-hitter. I said two, including a perfect game. And as you know, that's exactly how things shook out. One in the playoff. That, yeah. I mean, that guy, oh, a friend of mine was actually at that game, at mm-hmm. that playoff game when it happened. Um, and and to, it was, it was taking pictures of him in warm-up, uh, which was kind of cool to see. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because he felt, you know, how normally they feel like garbage the day they throw the no-hitter too. And they have a bad bullpen, like well, Halliday. David Wells wasn't David Wells said he had an awful bullpen experience that day. And he, he had a hangover up. too. He had been uh, hanging out at SNL, I think, the night before for rehearsal. Because I think his his was his a Saturday morning or or, or Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon against the Twins. Yeah, it was like a one, yeah, o'clock, I, one o'clock game. Like yeah, so game. he had been out late partying with the crew from SNL, if I got the story right, and was terribly hungover for his start. Um, where I think, um, he was also oh wearing the goodness. Babe Ruth hat, I believe that day. And they had to take, no. had to take it off. After, was that not he the game? wasn't, I was no, no, no. I was at the, I was at the game where he was, that was against Cleveland when he had the Babe Ruth hat on. He gave he up five runs. Remember he had to he, change it though. Yeah. But he also gave up five runs in the first inning. Um, and only pitched into the second with a regular hat and then didn't come out for the third. <laughs> it was my birthday. It was a birthday present I had gotten was to see my man David Wells pitch. And then he announced the, the hat and then it was a terrible day. I I like what's happening in baseball. And I think it's important for Yankee fans in particular to know it's not just the Yankees that suck. Nobody's hitting all across baseball. This is going on. It's a problem for baseball. Very and for whatever problem. reason, I mean, I, I, I guess when Moneyball came along, I understood you want guys on base. You don't want to give away outs. Yeah. Okay. This idea that you can strike out 180 times each is absurd. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the things we've always talked about in baseball is sort of giving yourself up, getting a runner over productive outs teams that make productive outs, win games. 
teams that play great defense, right, win games. You can make up for a mistake on the base path if you play good defense. All right, now, I mean, the Yankees have made the most outs on the base paths this season. That's going to catch up to them, Joe. Joe and the double plays. The double plays are, uh, I mean, they, I think, banged in a seven double plays the other night in one game. How do you and do that? get picked off running extra. I mean, Gio, there, they comes in, pitches, and gets thrown out. Like, they've Sloppy. made so many critical. Sloppy. And it's going to bite them. Uh, quick well, question. Uh, before, do you, yeah, go ahead. No, I, all I was going to say is, because we're on this topic, did any of you guys read the topic that sports uh, ESPN put out about baseball the one i sent you guys about the strikeout how bad for baseball was like a one oh, yeah. thing i think you guys in the message did you read that i read it i mean tony gwynn never struck out 40 times in this year in a season lou brock had 99 strikeouts one year and sat out the last game of the season so he didn't strike out 100 times that's ted williams never struck out like guys joe dimaggio has more home runs in his career than he does strikeouts hmm yeah, and they've never had and those like the guys. Now I know those are Hall of Famers, okay? But I guarantee if you go back, there's a lot of there was a lot of guys back that would never strike out four times. Judge and Stan strike out four times, or they're very. Well, well, there was there was also a time where striking out was an embarrassing thing to do. It was embarrassing for me. I mean, there's a lot of guys in in the history of this sport that the reason they didn't strike out was they feel like that is the most worthless thing you can do. And so for the analytics guys of today to be like, no, don't listen to Joe DiMaggio and Tony Gwynn and Wade Boggs. You can strike out a ton. I'm sorry. Again, I see the analytic people don't know what they're talking about. This is not good for baseball. It's not fun to watch. I enjoy it. I mean, I'll watch a 15 strikeout game every night. Well, I am watching 15 strikeout games every night. Here's another thing, though, talking about the horrible offense. The Yankees already at this point in the season have scored two runs or less 14 times. But the good news, their record is five and nine. That's the best record in baseball for teams that have scored two runs or less in a game. I mean, look at yesterday's game, two nothing. There yeah, you go. Yeah, so you can bitch and cry, oh, oh they both scored two or three runs a game. Yeah, well, they're winning the games. Oh no! I know. At the end of the day, at the games you won two nothing. At the end of the day, it in any sport doesn't matter how it comes about. A win's a win. I don't care. Right. Ugly win, good win, fifteen nothing, one nothing. You you scored on a pass ball, and that was the only run of the game. Who cares? A win's a win, and and that's what it comes down to. A win is a win, and we always talk about team. We talk about football. Sometimes there's bad wins. Look, let's, okay? let's and, and that this. makes a big, and that makes a big now. Trev, you asked a question. Joe, you said you like it or you don't like it. He likes it, but he thinks it's hurting baseball. Whereas last it's, year, I, mean, we should I don't mind it. A year ago, we had the same argument for the opposite reason. It was long ball. All it I was, thought it was embarrassing last year. It was a long ball or it was a strikeout. That's all it felt like last yeah, year. Yeah, but that's now, what it's anyway, though. It's so uh, different. There's just, there's just less of it. Much yeah. less on the home run front yeah, and a lot right. more of the strikeouts. But here's the thing. Look, you used juice balls last year and you used them in 2019. Mm-hmm. So for two years, these guys have been just loading up, launch angling, right? To, to hit a 120-mile-an-hour grounder and mm-hmm. all that nonsense. And now you're like, here, regular balls again. How did you think this was going to go? I've been saying this the whole time. When you switch back to regular baseballs, what's going to happen exactly? What happens when the Twins don't hit 300 home runs this season? Well, you already see what's going on. They're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is, this is for the worst record in baseball. And it's the same group of players they've had the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. you're like, what's going on here? Again, it's the baseball. Major League Baseball made a bad decision when they when they started screwing with the baseball. Is there a way they can try to counterbalance it, like kind of just balance it out? Because you had last year, you had the juice balls. Then this year, you have too many strikeouts. And, and it's almost like we were at a time that no hitters were awesome to see. Now it's like, well, we already seen six, and it's already four. I mean, we're on pace to have about 20 freaking no hitters this year, and we're only in 40 games. It's crazy when you think the record in a season is seven. It's only been three times. We're already at six. So what is that? As baseball season goes on, you don't usually see it. If you if you go back and like look at the no hitter, it usually happens within the first three months of baseball. You don't see as many through summertime and the end of the season. You always see it in April and May because it's almost like the guys need 250 at bats to really get you know get loose, almost like a full warm up. Listen, I don't I don't I I don't think it's good for baseball. And I listen, I love baseball. Listen, I I enjoyed the game the other night. I enjoyed the game. Cooper's no hitter. I really did, because mm-hmm. once you get past the seventh inning, uh, you know, I, I was like every at bat, boom, entire way to fly ball. I'm like, get it, yes. I'm like, you know, for me as a Yankee fan, fan, and any fan of baseball, you see a no hitter, it's awesome. I just think as the overall experience of baseball, right? We know what we are, okay? That's why we talk baseball, or else we wouldn't even care about baseball. We enjoy baseball. We're true baseball fans. We always have been, played the game. It's not good for the regular fans, though. I don't know if regular fans, people, or general fans, you know what I mean? Like, you can get anyone to watch football, right? You can get, you can say, come over and watch the Browns, Bengals on a Thursday night. You can get people to come watch the football game. Go to a bar. It's hard to say, let's go watch a baseball game. You know what I mean? Even to go watch a Yankee Red Sox game. Hey, let's go to the bar. Ah, I'd rather not. Thursday night football, Browns, Bengals, let's go. I mean, hockey did the same thing about uh, about 10 years ago. They changed some of the rules. Remember, Joey, they brought the goal, the goalie thing where the goalies couldn't extend. They changed the lines. The goal, it just They changed the rules so you could get more scoring in hockey. And you've seen that. Now you're not you don't see goals like Gretzky had where they're scoring 199 points a season. That'll never be done. But you're seeing more goals per average per game, and it's it's we've no. This is what football does. This is what basketball does. We're an American society, and we want to see points. We want to see runs. We want to see we want to see excitement. That's why I think soccer fails to succeed in this country because we don't want to watch some guy kick the ball back and forth and one goal. I, don't, I, just, I, don't, I think it hurts you, people's attention span because like everything else, and I'm sorry, Trev, and I'll cut it real quick, is people's attention spans is going like this. You know what I mean? If you're not on it, it's like Instagram or TikTok. Next video, whoop, that video, nope. I mean, you're just, you're on the next page, flip. And and I think, you I know, baseball's seen it with the lack of um, younger people and fans being interested in the game of baseball. I don't see the, the value of ever see uh, with a no hitter. I think anytime you could witness a, a no hitter or a, a no hitter is, or we're in the, the presence of a no hitter, we're on the verge of seeing a no hitter. I don't think you could ever lose the value of it, but just the way it's been going this year, the way that it's, the way that baseball is moving out of, it seems like with this new no juice balls now, you're seeing less home runs, the averages are down, and fans are getting are getting frustrated. Where we talked about in the beginning of the year, the Yankees couldn't hit. 
that it's not just the Yankees. It's everybody right now currently. Even the great teams, they're struggling to hit. And the pitching is showing its dominance. Last year, it's just all over the place. Baseball's trying to do different things, and they're kind of the one sport that can never figure it out. And maybe that's because of situations like that happened in Chicago this week where we got a manager calling out his young stud of a catcher, Juan Mercedes, who hit a bomb in an 11-run game on a 3-0 count to the other catcher, the opposing team's catcher, and launched it. And Tony LaRusso came out and being the old school manager that he is, pretty much called him clueless, which he did actually call him clueless. He had kind of ripped him apart. The following day, the Twins decided to throw a Mercedes. You didn't hear nothing from uh, Tony LaRusso. He was very quiet, didn't say much. That's so, what's supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. According to the old school rules, this guy's yeah. due for a throw. Exactly. Well, what do we make of this? Maybe you should worry about his DUI. What do we, yeah what ooh what if what do we make of this because remember last year when we talked about this actually the same type of situation where it was a 3-0 count and Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a grand slam against the Texas Rangers and they complained about it in a I think it was a, a like a 12-4 game something like that of the, to the score and they ripped it and then we talked about these unwritten rules which is the the dumbest thing in the world because you actually have to make these rules. There's no such thing as unwritten rules in baseball. So we saw what happened in Chicago. And I want to ask Joe, I'll start with Joe. How should we feel about this whole Chicago White Sox situation, knowing that they're one of the better teams in baseball too? They're winning. They're playing well offensively. They're pitching as well. But you got this issue going on between Mercedes, the young star, and the manager, Larusa, and the so-called unwritten rules in baseball. Well, let me first start off by quoting a tweet from the scholar, Trevor Bauer. Dear hitters, if you hit a 3-0 homer off me, I will not consider it a crime. Dear people who are still mad about a hitter hitting, kindly get out of the game. Can't believe we're still talking about 3-0 swings. If you don't like it, managers or pitchers, just be better. Um, Listen, late in a game... You're down 10 nothing in, in the ninth inning. Is the other team trying to hit home runs to come back from that 10-0 deficit? Or are they just bunting the ball back to the pitcher, sort of like a quarterback kneeling it, so we can all the game's over? My, I, I can't get a guy on first at the top of that inning and steal second, but you can come up and, 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 and score 10 runs in the bottom of the inning, and what? I'm supposed to let you stay in the game and catch up? You want to put a position player on the mound? Let me get what you get. Tony La Russa should not be in baseball anymore, obviously. CC Sabathia, I can't even read what he wrote about it because it was nothing but expletives. Um, You got to get your players back. I I mean, these are unwritten rules. Your guy didn't do anything wrong. Sorry, Joe. Did you see what Lance Lynn said, right, in the post-game press conference? No. If, 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 oh, so, you know, the White Sox pitcher, Lance Lynn. So he said, well, if you don't want him to hit him a home run, then put a real pitcher in there and right. try to shake him out. Don't put a position player out there. Here's the other thing. That was the slowest pitch home run since they started tracking velocity in 2008, 47 miles an hour. Somebody also – I saw one of the baseball – do you realize how hard it is to hit a 47-mile-an-hour fastball? Well, I don't know if you call it fastball. A ball, 427 feet. 
Do you I mean, realize how hard that is? It's generating a lot of power lot from of, where, where there was none. Yeah. He's also leading the league in batting. Now, I know Larusso also said, well, one home run could make the difference. It could make a difference down the road if he has 29 or 30 with base incentives. Because he's an older guy. I think he's 26, 27 years old. His arbitration, he won't be 30 until he becomes a free agent. But you don't know down the road if that home run could be the difference in an extra million-dollar bonus. That's why in hockey, they're still they were still playing extra games. In Vancouver and Calgary, even both teams were out of the playoffs. Playoffs were going on. They're just playing regular season games, which mean nothing. But it means something when it comes to the contract and things. If guys score goals, there's and how many games played, that all comes down to money. I will say this. Throw a real pitcher then. Or or just accept the consequences. This is not Little League baseball. All right? I agree. I understand because dad would say it's sportsmanship. He didn't do anything wrong. He just hit the baseball. It's not his fault he hit a home run. What if he had a pop-up? Okay, it was a thrill. Right? Listen, I can understand that. You could you could make the sportsmanship argument, mm-hmm. but as I said, dude, I mean, you go up there in the top of the ninth, you're up ten nothing, and, and you know you you're not really up there doing too much, and whatever, three quick outs. The other team is not just going to lay over. So, well, Joe, so again, my thought is: is wait, why does my team have to like let up on you? Well, Joe, here's the thing: if it was a two-one count and he hit a home run, is that okay? So, so it was two-one, that would have been acceptable because it was three-zero. Like, I mean, right? Do you realize how stupid that sounds? Listen, I understand the old school thinking. Or say, listen, you're up big, but what happens if that team scored ten runs in the bottom of the? It's we've seen it in baseball. It's it's not unheard of for a team to come back. Now it's really hard. The percentage are probably like you know one in a thousand. But hey, listen, we've seen crazier things in baseball. So like like Clancy and I like what a lot of the Chicago players did. The um the, the one that won the batting card. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, but a lot of those guys on the White Sox actually supported their teammate, and Lucas did not support. Listen, at the end of the day, though, they're playing great baseball. And they got one of the best records, if not the best record in baseball. So winning solves a lot of that. As much as that was an issue, as long as you keep winning, that'll take care of itself. What I don't like, though, is so you can't hit a home run on a 3-0 pitch because a position player play, but it's okay to throw a 98-mile-an-hour fastball at a guy. I mean, do you understand? I mean, you're throwing a baseball at a guy. You can, I, 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 you can I don't literally understand. kill someone, so that's okay. What, what if he hit him in the back or he hit him in a spot and he gets hurt? Because some because you were you you had tears in your eyes the night before, you're upset guys get home. I mean, and then he's out for three weeks. How right is that? Now imagine he got hit, Joe. And we've seen this a lot with Yankee players. A lot of and here's another thing. Guys are getting hit at an extreme rate in Major League Baseball. I don't know if you guys realize that. Extreme rate. It's at it's at like an all time high. Guys are getting hit. I've, I've got a thought on that too. Guys are throwing harder and there's and less accuracy because they don't care about it. Can you throw a hundred? It's like Rick Vaughn in the movie. Just throw the ball as hard as you can. We'll worry about everything else afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. here's another thing. Guys are crowding the plate because you're not allowed to throw the inside fastball anymore. Because if you hit someone, there's an issue, all this other crap. And and so, listen, you're going to crowd the plate. It's, you're going to get hit more. I just, but going back to the question, I think it's these unwritten rules in baseball got to go out the window. Okay. Enough, enough is enough. I can see if it was 20. That's the funny thing. There's no such thing as the unwritten rules because nobody ever made any freaking rules. It's these guys that just come up with it. And then you have issues. Like people are just so 
distasteful there's disinterested in watching baseball because of crap like this this nonsense this ongoing nonsense that always happens you don't see this in the nfl you don't see this in the nba you don't see this in hockey but baseball they got these specific rules well, that you we can don't be, know anything actually about you can be a personality in those other sports and it's yeah. that's it's frowned upon in baseball well, the flipping of the bat you know i mean think about that you know any little extra that is not like straight line like i got to have my tie like this zipped up to the thing and i got to walk like this and i can't i got to be good because yep. baseball's been around for 150 years and that's how we do it sorry it's just like America. Not everyone's white. Not everyone's, you know, white shirt, black tie with thing. Sometimes we're going to come in as dumb and dumber with a yellow and blue suit, and that's what we're going to rock, and we're going to be happy with it, and you're either going to accept it or get the hell out of my way. What, what do they always call it? Baseball is America's pastime. Exactly. You're still living in the past. You have to yeah. decide, decide to catch up to the with the Joneses. You got to move up into the reality because you saw the NBA is, has has made changes to make the game more interesting, more fun for the fan. The NFL, they've changed things to make the game, well, maybe for some people, they changed it in bad ways with the hitting and all that stuff, and it doesn't matter. Hockey's made changes. You see baseball, whereas baseball, they want to continue to stick to their – they're trying to make changes, but it feels like they're making the wrong changes. And this is a change that – this is getting tiresome because of the fact that we've heard this all the time of these so-called unwritten rules when there's no such thing as unwritten rules in baseball. It's just older guys. And this is why there was a lot of criticism when Tony LaRusso became the manager of the, uh, it was a kind of a shocking decision by the White Sox. I mean, it's working, but still you have a younger type team with an older guy. It just, sometimes that just doesn't mesh well. That hasn't worked since the 2003 Marlins and Jack McKeon, who was yeah, like 650 years old when he took over that team. Yeah, but that, yeah. that was a team that needed a dad. The White Sox got like a mean, racist, drunken uncle. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's not... It's not the father figure you want. He's like a he's like a mean stepdad. I know that they're winning, but I'm telling you right now, this is a team that's really talented and really good. They'd be winning for anybody. I don't think they're winning for Tony Larusa. I think they're winning in spite of Tony Larusa, and that's a and look. That's not to say that Tony Larusa doesn't understand the nuts and bolts of baseball. There's a reason he's a Hall of Fame manager, Mm -hmm. but this isn't 1985, dude. Right. I mean, he never managed Ricky Henderson in his career. No, he did in Oakland, and yeah, and they and, clashed. And they Mark McGuire and Caseco. He was part of the steroid sure. guy. Didn't you know? Again, right? You know, I mean, he's um, it, it's it's funny what he's willing to to look to look past and things that he wants to point out. Again, to me, I hate Dusty Baker. I've hated him since I was a kid. Single handedly beat the Yankees in the '81 World Series. Um, but I've never liked Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker came out and tried to defend something he had nothing to do with in Houston. Yep. I hate him, but that's what a manager does. Yep. A manager goes on TV and says something stupid like, well, it was just a couple of trash cans and just a couple of guys. Most of them are gone. Are we good? Or, I mean, he did the best he could to support that team. For Tony LaRusso to call, like you said, his player clueless? Yeah. I'm sorry. I would have walked into your office and I would have probably punched you in your mouth. I would have just been like, why you're just not defending me. You're just not going to defend you. I'm literally on your team and you just want to call me like, well, it's good that the players supported him though. Listen, it, 
it just speaks to the disconnect of the younger players and then some of the older managers and 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 the philosophy of baseball you know what i mean i mean you would i, I guarantee you though if they did a poll of managers i bet it was it'd be 50 50 of where they would be on the side of orsa and then the opposite side to be honest with you i just I just think because Larusa said a take sign and he didn't listen to the take sign. It was a three zero count. It, it I, just, like, I, just, I just think it's ridiculous that baseball has all this, always this nonsense. It's like little stuff like this that this kind of gets me as as the avid sports fan that I am gets me irritated. So how can how can a person, the regular fan that really doesn't watch a lot of baseball, see this and they're like. Oh, well, this is the reason why I don't want to watch baseball. It's just this is how it is. Is, this, is, is, it, why. is it because it was 3 0 and 12 nothing? Listen, we've seen the Yankees be down. It was, a combination, it was a combination of both. No, I know. And you, we've seen both. position players pitch before and guys hit home runs. We've seen they were, 50, they were up 11 runs. It was 15 to 4 late in the game, and it was a 3 0 count. So that's, pro that's the main reason. I'm just kind of, as a manager, to not defend your player. Yeah, he might have done something that you're not supposed to, but still, to not defend your player. That's just that's not the way that's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it, especially for a young team that they have and a team that's winning. Yeah, everything winning solves everything. But when it gets down to when it comes to playoff time and you have situations like that, how's the team going to react to it? Because that team looks like they're going in the right direction. The um, and the especially, especially even with him being out. Yeah, they got some of their star players out too, and they're still winning. But we always thought that with this move, this this kind of out of the out of the blue kind of uh, move by the White Sox to sign Tony Larusa, it was kind of to catch off guard. And you know, situations like this are going to happen because Tony Larusa is a by the book guy, and it's just the way baseball is, the way it's changing. Sometimes you just got to let it be and stop with these damn unwritten rules that are there's just no such thing as why baseball fans, why people get annoyed with baseball is because of situations like this. But why people want to watch baseball is it because of a guy that's going in L.A. that's dominating right now. No, we are not talking about Mike Trout because, yes, when Mike Trout was on the field, he is one of the most exciting players in all the sports. That's when he's on the field. And once again, Mike Trout is going to be out six to eight weeks. But it's not Mike Trout we're talking about. It's Shohei Otani. And we knew about this kid a couple of years ago. This kid was going to be the next big thing because he was – multi-talented he could hit the crap out of the ball which he's doing right now leading the league with 14 home runs and also he is pitching lights out with a 2.37 era as well so what i want to do i'm going to ask both of you guys we're all going to give our top five most ex exciting players in sports currently right now and would you have to say that shohei otani is the most exciting player in baseball joe well He's on my list of the uh, five hottest young players in all of sports. Yes, I I think that he's got to be, you know, uh, Teddy and I were talking before we went live, you know, what, what happens with this guy in a few years, at what point to maybe they tell him he's just got to be a position player. Um, maybe they won't, maybe they will. They made Babe Ruth, so got to figure they're going to make show Otani do that at some point. He's only making $3 million a year right now, too, we should add. So he's a bargain basement player who's also pitching uh, and hitting a ton. Um, I don't know. Was it Stephen A. Smith, I think, showing off his ignorance of sports as usual? Uh, was Dog and Otani for the 271 average? Um, it's like, are you paying attention? 271. Uh, that puts you, yeah, that puts you in the batting race right now. 
Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I love, uh, show Otani. I, I certainly wish the Yankees would have shown a little more interest when, uh, he was available. Um, I'm, I'm impressed by there's that guy in the minor leagues that throws with both hands. Have you seen yeah, him? Yeah. That kind of dude. I mean, a guy that can play two ways. You can pitch right and left-handed. That's awesome. He, Deion Sanders, Devin. I mean, you give me a guy that can play offense and defense and can throw right. And I mean, I want that guy around. We'll find something for that guy to do. That's a super talented well, person. Do you guys remember Dontrell Willis? I mean, I, yeah. I know that's not old, but remember how exciting he was for the Marlins? Because when he came up to bat, he was legit. And you know who else was a legit batter? Madison Bumgarner. Remember, he wanted to be in the home run derby. He can hit the crap so is Carlos Sombrano. Oh, yeah. And he was. He was a heck of a hitter, too. Mike yeah, Hampton was a great hitter. He was also pretty good. I, I loved Mike Hampton was one of my favorite oh, players. Mike Hampton, yes, from the Braves. From the, the Rockies, Rockies yeah. though. I mean, listen, when you could see a pitcher hit the ball as well as they can, because you think about it, these guys had a hit when they were coming up, so, but they, you know, they don't hit once they go into the major leagues. But it, that's the most exciting thing about a baseball player, a guy that can do both. I mean, listen, a regular position player is great. I'm not taking away from anything. But you're only up maybe three, four times a game. And then if you're lucky, well, you're going to catch one or two balls. And most of them are routine fly balls. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's why a guy like Shohei Antani is the most exciting player in baseball. Because he goes out there and throws 98 to 100 miles an hour and then goes out and hits a 420-foot home run. But, Trev, I don't know if you realize. I don't know if you were away from the computer. I was telling Joe, you know he's got like six starts. He's only got 30 innings pitch. That means he's averaging five innings a game. If he's your best pitcher, how is he not pitching more than five innings? He's, he's got, got 45 Ks. 45 Ks already, yeah. Yeah, I know, in 30, in 30 innings. I know. I mean, the other night he had gave up two runs in four and two-thirds, and he took him out, Mike. He only had like 67, 70 pitches. I'm like, uh, hello. Like, well, like, yeah, you're right. going to ask yourself. I mean, think about this. Uh, sorry, Joe, if you're a fan, you bought the tickets. You're taking your son to see a show in time. Pitching four and two-thirds. He got 70 innings. I'm like, uh, 70 pitches. I'm like, whoa. Well, you still get to see him. You still get to see him at bat at times. Yeah, well, I tell you what. You know, I want to see. I would almost, I would almost prefer to see him start the game in right field for the first two innings. Give me a, give me a, uh, what do you call him? Uh, opener. Oh yeah, have an opener going inning or two, and then throw him in there. So at least he's pitching some meaningful innings. If he's your best pitcher, and he's pitching the first four innings of a game against the Orioles, I mean, what? Where's the value in this? Or maybe just make them a closer so you'll never lose a game. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Dude, right? Even at, maybe he pitches like the, the seventh eighth and eighth, eighth innings. Maybe, you, eighth, you know, eighth, maybe eighth, he, eighth. there's so much. To, but to me, if he's pitching the first three or four innings and you're pulling them, I think that's a waste. Especially when we've seen already that their bullpen has got awful and they've blown multiple starts for him already this year. So, oh, so another take of the Grom on our hands. Uh-oh. Hey, listen, put him on the same team. I guarantee you that team wins a lot of games. I think we should. So, I think we all in agreement that Shohei Otani is probably the most exciting player in baseball. Would we all come to an agreement on that? Well, yeah, I, I think Teddy and I talked. I think I think the only guys even knocking on the door would be um, Degrom, who's obviously hurt right now, and. Uh, oh. And Cole, just again, the way these guys just dominate on the hill, that, that's yeah, mind blowing to see that. It's like a quarterback. They're on the hill all the, you know, seven, eight, nine innings. So you get to see a lot of them. I mean, as good as Judge or even Stan when he was hot, I, I see him every, you know, every 25, 30 minutes, you know, I, once in a while. And he's on the bench. He's not even in the field. You know, it's, it's, 
It, it Are we doing more of the list, by the way? Because no, I, yeah, well, I want to my, so my next mean, guy's actually a quarterback. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So hold on, this is how we're gonna do it. We're gonna have, yeah, shut it. So this is how we're gonna do it. So Ted, you're gonna give me your top five list. I don't have them ranked. I just named five guys. Just give me your five guys, then you don't have to give me most exciting. Or just don't give me any specific. Just yeah, give me your five players. It could be any sport. Joe, I'll ask you, and then I'll go with me. That's how we'll close it out for today. Do you want me to just read them off? Yeah. No, right. Ted, I want you to stare at me. Just stare. We'll try to guess them. You tell us if we're right or wrong. What's Ted's thinking? Okay, so there, there's three football players. Give me your three guys you think I have. That Mr. No, I'm not playing a thinking okay. game. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Tariq right. Hill. Oh, I didn't even think about him, but that's whoa, a very interesting. And you know, I would have back in the day would have been thinking about Dante Hall, but um, for the Chiefs. Remember, but, yeah, yeah, I have, I have um, Steph Curry. Duh, I know that's Mr. Captain Obvious. Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley, and LeBron James. But my 5B is Damian Lillard. Wow. Oh. I know you said only five, but I had Damian Lillard as 5B, especially in the playoff time. I love watching him. And I just don't see enough of him because he plays in Portland. And that's a guy that I would love to see like in New York next year, playing with the Knicks. Because I think when we talk about Otani and Trout and all those other guys, they are phenomenal. But imagine playing in a big market where you're on national television more than five times a year because you're on a Sunday Fox game in baseball. Imagine being on Yes Network or the Yankees, Trower, Otani. Their publicity would blow through the roof. So give me so your top five one more time. Give me your top five again. Steph Curry, but yep. there's no particular order. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley, LeBron James, and my 5B was Damian Lillard. Okay. Joe. Um, so what I ended up doing, and I didn't even realize it until my list was done, I actually picked the most exciting guy per sport is how this ends up breaking down, I guess. I have Steph Curry, Pat Mahomes, Sho Otani. Then I also included Kamara Usman. And <laughs> he, went, he went UFC on us. And Terrence Bud Crawford. Oh, okay. You went boxing. No hockey. I'm surprised. No YouTube. No, uh, no YouTube. There's guys. nobody right now in hockey. I feel like, like, there's not a, there's Connor not a guy that's like. David. Yeah, but Connor McDavid plays for Edmonton. He doesn't play for any of the big teams, so he gets lost in the shuffle. Um, the best player right now is the kid McKinnon for Colorado. He's unbelievable. They have the best oh, record. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, Nathan uh, You know, Sidney Crosby's lost a thing, so he's not the same type of player. Ovechkin still scores goals, but it's. You know, their team is loaded, but there's not one person in hockey particular that stands out that really, for me too, because I thought about hockey. That was like, all right, who stands out? But I'm like, nope, no one. So I, I would, know. so my top five would be Steph, obviously. I'd have Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I have Russell Westbrook. And then I would have, for my fifth one, I would have Zion Williamson. Oh, I didn't know we were looking for plotting slow, fat <laughs> on athletic guys, but okay, cool. <laughs> I think so. I think, Zion's, I think he's. He, I think he's an exciting player. He's. I'm any, just kidding. No, he. No, we'll talk about, no, I mean, look, there's exciting players left and right in all the sports, but 
I really like Russell Westbrook. I think he's incredible every time he has the ball in his hands, whether that's good or bad sometimes. It could be a turnover, but he does things. I just he's, love Jalen Williams being able to shoot from all over the court, just like Curry. Those two guys, especially no, in Let me ask you that. Who do you think, realistically, is the most exciting player in all of sports? If you had to pick one guy, if you really had to think about it, if you could go to any sporting event, if you could go to one game, and you got to see one player, honestly – who would it be right now, currently? I think that the choice of most people, and I think the one I would be most likely to take, would be Pat Mahomes. Oh, wow. I think I do think what that guy's doing is, like, next level. And, I mean, again, sort of like with Steph Curry, and maybe my answer would be different, like, eight years ago. Maybe I would have said Steph Curry. No, you, you got a guy who... I think you got a guy who's fundamentally changing the game and changing the way the next generation of people are playing the game, right? I mean, the 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 way Steph the way people are playing basketball now, everybody's doing that these days. Everybody wants to be Steph Curry, and I think when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, the model as great as Brady is is Pat Mahomes, and I think the fact that Brady beat Mahomes, but yet the model is still Mahomes, shows you that people believe more in. The, the Pat Mahomes style of quarterback then in the Tom Brady, you know, uh, drop back passer. So uh, again, when you're, when you're changing the sport, if you start seeing more two way players in baseball, then we'll have that conversation well, about then, show Otani next. Um, I would, I was going to say, then you can use his teammate then because he's changing the game, Tyreek Hill, because everyone else is looking for the next Tyreek Hill. They were saying similar to what the Giants did. Tyreek Hill is the most exciting player in sports right now? No, I'm saying, though, what Joe's talking about in a different philosophy and a different question is what Tyreek Hill is doing, everyone's looking for. I read an article about the Giants, about why the Giants took Kadarius Tony, and it's the same similar reason why Tyreek Hill. It's the same thing. You're looking for that type of guy where you can get the ball in his hand and he's electric and he makes plays. That's why Oakland Raiders took Henry Ruggs. That's why everyone's looking for that 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 one guy who's just you can't guard. He's unbelievable. You know, he's just a different type of player. And Tyree Kill is that type of player. So My guy, as much as, as much as I, it's between LeBron and Curry. I think it, being able to sit courtside and see LeBron in person do what he does would be tremendous. A healthy LeBron, not LeBron right now, but a healthy LeBron. Uh, it would be LeBron James or Curry. I just think the being able to see LeBron. I, listen, mine would have been able to see Shaq, seven foot one Shaq. Like just imagine, because you, who the hell sees a seven? I mean, the guy that big walking around. I mean, I got a couple friends that are six foot five, six six, and it's pretty. I mean, but Shaq, you know what I mean? Just different. Freak of an athlete, different type. Well, of do you remember when Shaq, when Shaq showed up? There was another guy very similar in size and structure to him named Stanley Roberts. And to see the difference, he was a big seven foot, like two hundred eighty pound center who was in the same era as Shaq. To see that the way that guy played the position as opposed to Shaq, it showed you that the, the, Shaq isn't just a monster. He can move. He's an athlete. I mean, he because would be we'd, we'd seen big dudes that couldn't do nothing underneath the net. Yeah, Shaq was super athletic, especially his guy. I mean, could bring the ball up court. I mean, he only thing he didn't do is shoot a free throw. But other than that, I mean, he's – I mean, LeBron and Curry would – just because here's the thing. I always said it. I don't think there's anything like – and I've never and I never will be able to sit courtside of a basketball game because it's the closest you'll ever get to a, an athlete 
than in any sport. I th- to me, the most exciting. The guy could be inbounding the ball, and I could stick my hand out and touch him. I mean, to me, the, the two the most exciting player in the game in all the sports right now is either Steph Curry or Patrick Mahomes. I mean, anytime you get to see a chance like that, like you said, Joe. The only problem with Mahomes is he's only on the field half one third of the time. I understand. Yeah, but when he's on the field, man, you come to see a lot of people want to go see players nowadays. There's not any loyalty with just teams anymore. It's about it's about players now. That's what people care about. That's your generation. That's not not a a real thing. But I'm still my team guy. I mean, I love players. I know I'm a little young. I know that. But oh, there's Stanley Roberts. Oh, played for the Magic. How did I not know that? Magic fan. Yeah, dude. I mean, he was like basically Shaq's backup, but same size, same build, and just no no skills at all. I mean, I used to love mine. Used to love Tracy McGrady when I was a kid growing up. I just think a basketball player because he's on the court all time, all game long. You see him on offense and defense. I mean, like my ideal would be Michael Jordan. That would have been my number one person I could have ever seen. Courtside Michael Jordan basketball game at the Knicks. You mean Kobe? Game between any time in the '90s. That would have been. The- but right now, but right now, I would say it's either Steph or Mahomes. Because Joe, you said it. You hit it. You hit it perfectly. Mahomes is changing the game, just like the way Steph has changed the game in the history of basketball. I mean, starting at little kids. Kids, all they want to do is shoot. All they want to do is score. Now, yeah. literally, Steph has been is the greatest shooter in the history of the the game that we call basketball. And it's not even close. Mahomes is changing the game of quarterbacks now with the way the reason why guys like Zach Wilson are going in the top two. That's why, because they want to find the next Patrick Mahomes, a guy that can literally throw the ball while getting four, while getting dragged down to the ground by a defender and almost make a play in the Super Bowl. That's what they're looking for. It's I mean, LeBron's still always going to be there. But when I think of most exciting players currently right now in sports, it's hands down Steph Curry or it's Patrick Mahomes. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. Hey, but it's God, a great thing to be a sports fan. There's, there's so many you can pick from any sport. And Joe even brought in the UFC because that's fine. UFC has been growing and uh, boxing. There's everything. Wrestling. Huh? Jake Paul, I said. Jake well, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I think finding guy, you said, uh, like, electrifying superstars. And I'm thinking... I look at baseball and I'm like, mm, you know, other than a guy like Shell Otani, I'm not, no one's standing off the page to me. No, no, I understand. It's mostly comes down to football and basketball. That, that would be like the old days. It would have been Mike Tyson. Boxing yeah. basketball. Oh, yeah. They were legit, you know, but Jordan Tyson would be my top. You know who else? Tiger Woods. Oh yeah. Tiger Woods on a golf oh, course. Tiger, Tiger yeah, I mean, I mean, and I'd still take Tiger. Tiger would be in my top five, a healthy Tiger Woods. I didn't even think about him. I mean, think about him at the Masters. That would have been – I know it's only a guy hitting a golf ball, but I don't know. The presence. I do it, and it's hard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't what anybody says. I was just thinking about this the other day, and I was like, what do you think is harder to do, play golf or hit a baseball? Play golf. And I'm talking professionally. Play golf. I've played holes of golf that are like what a professional would do. I've never hit a 95 mile an hour fastball over a fence in my life and don't anticipate that ever happening. So while golf and professional golf is very difficult, 
I've I, I've I've birdied a hole before. So you're could saying I do eight, could I birdie eighteen holes? No, you know, in ten years time, maybe not all in the same <laughs> afternoon. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you could pump a hundred hundred mile an hour fastballs at me, and if I foul tipped one, that would be where the bat flip came in. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I just I just I was thinking about the other day. Oh, I tipped it. You heard that one. You heard, you heard that. it. Yeah. Tipped. tipped it. Yeah, know, that's I, how I, that I, would go. Whatever. I, I mean, golf is golf, golf is very tough. It can, you, it can make or break your whole day. Dude, I was watching the PGA yesterday. I was watching the PGA. Was I? I was watching it too. The PGA Championship. Yeah, it was not, it was not I was today. I'm just watching. The, just watching these guys hit the crap out of the ball. It's like, damn. Not even crap. I just, I love like the chips from like in the dirt, or the grass, and like, yep, now I'll put that five feet away and then roll. I'm like, how did he do that? Can I? Can I do one more thing real quick? Yeah, I know everybody because this is a thing. ESPN, do you know where somebody else has a topic called the one more thing? Oh, uh, really? know, some of our bees are taking our set. That's such a that is such a us thing. Um, does everybody know who the GM of the Chicago White Sox is? I used no. to be no hilarious. <laughs> it used to be. Do you remember? Yeah, Ken his son his son used to play for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, he's the one that had the fumble. Fumble yeah. and the Giants went to the second Super Bowl. Thank you very much. So they got rid of Ken Williams and they hired Rick Hahn, who has, in my opinion, gotten rid of I think a lot of the, you know, there used to be black and Hispanic managers uh at, at the White Sox. And obviously the GM was was a black man. And now it's this, this very conservative looking white guy who went out and hired the oldest, most curmudgeon manager he could find for this young group. I mean, it's like, I really want to mold. I don't want these guys to be the fun loving team that they were. I want them to be serious. You know what I mean? Again, it's that mentality that, that these guys couldn't, couldn't sort of get there on. Like they need a strict disciplinarian. And I do think inevitably this is going to blow up in the White Sox face. Mark my words. Well, they play the Yankees this week, so we'll see how good they are. This weekend? So. Yeah, this starting, starting tonight, bro. Three-game set at the stadium. Oh, wait, they're playing in the stadium? I didn't know that. Well, you live in Tampa so or in Florida, so what the hell would you know? Tampa. Don't get too excited, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too excited now. That's getting excited, right, Ted? But no, even Ted Williams said, I think it's the hardest. I think Ted Williams even said the hardest thing to do is hit a round baseball with a round bat. Put shoulder pads. Yeah, if you were hitting a baseball with a flat surface, that would definitely help. Bongo. Imagine. Bingo, bingo, bongo, bongo, bing. Have you ever played baseball with a tennis racket where you use a tennis ball and a tennis racket is the bat? Well, I'll tell you. I, that'd be exciting. I love that trip. Remember we played with the tennis ball and you used to see how far you can. Oh, that was great. Oh, that, was the, that was the best. That was the best. We should post that poll. I wish we could post posts on Facebook. Is it tougher to hit a golf ball? No, you can, only post, you can only post pictures, uh, anti pictures of Trump. <laughs> oh, there go. There I've got go. a couple I could send. I, by the way, I just oh, thought of man. something the other day. Yeah, did I they all put it the other day when the lady said, uh, can I ask you a question? And he goes, yeah, if you stand in front of the car, I'll hit the gas and run you over. He goes, just kidding. What? Yeah, yeah it's funny. You didn't see oh, the video? it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Oh, of course, because it's Joe Biden saying it. 
<laughs> no, because I know he doesn't really mean it. He wouldn't really do that. That's the difference. The other guy, I'd be like, you watch yourself, lady. He's no, going to run you over. So you, you sir. Yourself over first. <laughs> you lost a bet back in uh, December. And as I recall, you're supposed to wear a T-shirt on this show, and you've never done it. It just yeah, takes two days ago. I'm still waiting for it. Oh, I'm going to get it for you. I'm going to send it to Tampa or wherever it is in Florida you are. Apparently, I can't ask Teddy to find you. He doesn't even know. I'm MIA right now. <laughs> I'm like Mike Trout right now. I'm MIA. Right now, he's in, right now he's in Delray Beach. I'll tell you, that's unfortunate, though, about Mike Trout, though. And, and oh, Will's probably, I mean, probably just sitting back with a cigar, just like, yep, no, well, there's another. Uh, there's what I've been saying. It's what I just always say, and... Again, it happened. But like I said, we'll talk about the NBA playoffs later in the week to see what happens this weekend. We got a a lot of basketball going on. The Yankees have a big matchup against the White Sox. We'll see how they fare against the best team in the AL currently. So we'll see. It's a lot of going on. The NFL kind of in a dead period right now. We're just waiting and patiently waiting to see if Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Green Bay Packer or not. But everybody – we are Keys to the City. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms. So everybody have a wonderful week. Ted, you as well have a wonderful weekend too. Check your last Joe, comment. Joe, I like your uh, I like your uh, nice little shirt you got on. Thank you. I had a doctor's appointment earlier today. Sure you did. Everybody, we are Keys to the City. <laughs> we are out. Yeah. All right. To the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.